0: It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast, your daily download of X ninety two
1: nights X mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
0: Brought to you by Shane Homes, offering affordable customization on your new home.
1: It is Friday, March seventeenth. I'm Shauna Beckler's away today, and a happy St. Patrick's Day to you, and a happy St. Patrick's to you as well. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's a very, very specific thing when it comes to Patties spelled with two D's or two T's. Uh, The Irish get very angry if you spell St. Patties, like if you're saying Happy St. Patties, if you spell it with T's, that's not good. D's is the way it's supposed to be, and the reason is because... Patty is actually the appropriate short form for St. Patrick's. Patty, Patrick, makes sense, whereas Patty with T's could be short form for Patricia. The Irish don't like that. I learned this the hard way, okay? So if you are in a restaurant and you have one of those signs outside that says St. Patrick's Day, and you spell with two T's, the Irish will get very angry with you. Mm-hmm. My Irish relatives themselves actually pointed this out to me. were like, no, not two T's, it's two D's only. Uh, it was a big deal in my family though St. Patrick's Day we always had a lot of fun with it I got I got gifts as a kid we'd wake up. my mom would try and dye everything green. Some of it worked okay like milk. Uh, some of it not so much like when she tried to dye our orange juice green but she is from uh, of Irish heritage so she used to hide these little like Irish figurines around for St. Patrick's Day and it was always a big ordeal. I was always really excited for it. so I am today I'm excited. My sister is actually in town. She flew in last night from Vancouver and we're headed out to Banff. We're going to be at St. James Gate in Banff trying to enjoy some St. Patrick's Day festivities there. So I'm pretty excited for it. Always a big day for me, especially having it on a Friday like this with our insane schedules. means I can have a few green beer and then get a little tipsy and pass out bright and early like I tend to do. Anyway, on the program today, we have a great Terry of the Month nominee. This is actually a local Terry that I just learned of, and I can't believe I didn't know about him sooner. On top of that, we're going to have some TV tropes for you. This one is one where if you're into fantasy, you'll probably understand. Maybe you can help even explain it for me, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I have a clip that is hilarious from one of the uh, most suave interviews I think I've ever heard. Also, one of the dumbest interviews I've ever heard. Going to get into some really ridiculous truck lyrics once again. I have an idea for some really dumb parodies that we might work on next week. But first, your out-of-context clip of the show.
0: I'm stoked. You stoked? I'm stoked. Just I'm stoked.
1: so Woo! stoked.
0: The Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: Got another dad badge for you, if I could. Uh, these are badges that you earn for doing very dad things, okay? Pretty straightforward. Uh, this is uh, what I call the car threat dad badge. So I'm reading Prince Harry's biography right now. Don't ask. okay? just in a pause by. Anyway, he spoke of when him and his brother would go on road trips and how if they started fighting, the car would pull over and one of the boys would be banished to the other vehicle that was behind them. As, of course, they traveled in a convoy, which is just hilarious because that's a little different than regular folk. You know, like regular people. What happens is you start fighting with your sibling in the back and then dad first says, I'm going to turn this car around if you don't knock it off. Also, that in itself, a very dad saying, knock it off, will you? Just knock it off. But then if that doesn't work, dad pulls over the car and gives you a serious lecture. And right, he whips his head around and he gives you a tongue lashing. And when that happens, you know, it's serious. And then if he lived back when it was still socially acceptable to, to, you know, smack your kids, you might get a bit of a lick at that point, too right? But this is what happens, okay? It starts with, I'm going to turn the car around if you don't knock it off, and then he pulls over, and he whips his head around, and at that moment, you know you're in trouble, okay? And then that's what happens. It's just, it's a very scary, scary thing, but this is a, this is a dad badge, the car threat dad badge, a very real thing. I'm going to turn this I'm going to turn this car around if you don't knock it off. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I stumbled across this interview yesterday, and it's up a Snowboarder. And uh, I don't know where, it's, where it is, actually. But he gets interviewed, and they're asking him how he feels about the snow. And I have to be honest with you. I snowboard. But sometimes I feel like snowboarders don't give the best representation when they're interviewed in some of these programs. And then, of course, these clips go viral, and you're like, okay, man, you sound like a complete space cadet. Like, have a listen to this guy.
0: So stoked. Like, I don't even, like, winners here, you know, this is the first time we've been up. I'm stoked. You stoked? I'm stoked. Just so (sighs) stoked. Yes, yes. We've got a five-foot base with five
1: inches of freshie on top. So stoked. Like, like so stoked. Sometimes I feel like we could maybe stand to represent ourselves a little better as stoneboarders. I... I am guilty, though, of using the odd ski term myself. I have to be honest. I try not to. I did make fun of once when I went to Panorama for the first time, and there was a dude who was talking about uh, the snowfall, and he was like, dude, there's so much pow and pano. So much pow and pano, man. And I was like, okay. So I've made fun of him quite a bit, too. But I think that maybe we should work just to be, you know, giving a better representation of our kind out there when we get interviewed as snowboarders. But then as I thought about this more, I realized that one of the best interviews I think ever done with an Olympian was with a snowboarder. And it was Sean White just after he won the gold medal and he was talking about how he was treated on the plane on the way home.
0: I had unlimited like service after that. I was getting drinks and I was getting (laughs) snacks. And I mean, I was taking photos in the back with all the all the students. Wait a
1: minute. Drinks. You're 19 years old. I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. Talk about suave, okay? This man, he didn't even miss a beat. He's just like, I'm talking about Mountain Dew, baby. And that was the moment that the panties of the world collectively dropped all at once. You could even hear it. Yep, just, there goes the panties. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I learned today that there is a real estate agent in Calgary named Terry Champagne. When I saw this sign, I first of all wanted to pull over immediately and call up Terry for some real estate advice, because obviously. But also, I'm not sure if this just instantly earns you a Terry of the Month nomination just by name alone. What's your name, sir? Terry Champagne? Oh, right this way, please, Sir Terry. Uh, We're going to take your photo and immediately just hoist your banner up into the Terry Hall of Fame rafters. That is just fantastic. Also, it's a lady, Terry. So it's a Terry with an eye. Now, Beckler's mentioned that he actually knew a guy growing up named Wayne Champagne. And he doesn't actually know the guy. I guess they used to prank call this dude because they found his name in the phone book, as you do as a kid. And then they just wanted to phone him up to hear him say Wayne Champagne, I suppose. But I actually think Terry Champagne beats Wayne. So an automatic Terry of the Month nominee, a default nominee, thanks to the name alone... Terry Champagne. The and Shana podcast. I was just reading an article on how Waterloo, Ontario was prepping their police service for an insane night tonight. They were talking about how they're not even disclosing what the police are going to be doing to monitor activities because they don't want people to know. But because St. Patrick's Day is on a Friday this year, they are preparing for a really busy one. And it it's funny, Waterloo is a university town, so that's that's kind of why, because they know that all the university kids are going to be after it. Any university town is just going to have a hell of a time, right? Like, But it got me thinking, Alberta really doesn't have many university towns, does it? Like in Ontario, there are places that are kind of known just because of their colleges. Waterloo is one of them, same goes for London, Ontario, North Bay, Guelph. Those are all big college towns, but we don't really seem to have that here. But I got thinking I was like maybe Lethbridge. Would you consider that a college town? Regardless, uh, if you work in emergency services in one of those towns, you're probably rolling your eyes when you see one of these traditional drinking holidays on a weekend. Like when St. Patrick's Day is on a Monday, you're probably like, okay, this is better. We can handle this. Not that people don't go out drinking on Mondays. It just makes it a, a little bit easier when it's a Friday, right? And a payday. Now that you think about it, it's going to be, there is, there is going to be some green beer consumed tonight. Let me tell you why.
0: When I was young, yeah. which is a long time ago, Lethbridge, <laughs> Olds, and Red Deer used to just rip.
1: Ah, you're right. Olds and yeah. Red Deer. Hey, what's, what's in Red Deer?
0: The so Red Deer College. Oh, okay. It was yeah. right up the hill from Billy Bob's, so Billy Bob's is always just stupid on
1: weekends. Oh, hilarious. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's funny. I don't really hear about Red Deer College that often. Olds College, I feel like I hear about quite a bit. I've,
0: Olds College was always good. Even if you didn't like rodeo or anything, yeah. it was a party, rodeo weekend. It was
1: a party. Interesting. Cause yeah, Lethbridge, I've always heard of, I know like, you know, nursing college and then yeah. Olds I've heard of, but yeah, Red Deer, you're right. What, uh, what does Red Deer College specialize in? I have no idea. Okay, fair. But you, but I, don't know.
0: I, I dated a girl that went to school there, so I was there quite often. It was, yeah, it was quite the party. She was going for nursing. I don't know if that was their big thing or not.
1: But. Those are the best because if it's a town that doesn't have a whole lot going on and it's just really only about the college, then they are massive party towns, right? Like,
0: yeah. Cause well, m- and Vermilion used to be big because it has the firemen training.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I that now, yeah. Vermillion was big and they have a Vermilion. is one of like the biggest fairs in Really? Oh yeah you know, My family is originally from Vermilion, so we go up there and it was always just a train wreck. (laughs) It was
1: awesome. It's funny, I went to school right downtown Toronto and I actually regret it because I had people who went to some of the college towns like London and Guelph. It just seemed like it was so much more fun in those towns again because it's just all college kids. That's all the town is. And the parties are insane because there's nothing else to do.
0: Well, I did train school, so I live vicariously through my friends who just decided to go hang out in college and all that. None of them ever went, but they were signed
1: up. Oh, that's, this is also a thing, for sure, yeah, uh, the whole going to college, it's really just an excuse to go drinking, let's be honest.
0: Oh yeah, it was. Like, I have a couple buddies that I don't think they ever stepped into a classroom. But their parents paid for four years for them to just go get hammered and
1: left. How's college? You mean how's drinking? That's that's what I I'm mean, here for.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going uh, to olds for drinking. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm learning a lot. Yeah, about how to drink. Yeah. Keg stands and how to chug beer. and. Pretty much, yep. Beneficial sayings like beer before liquor, never been sicker. Mom, I've learned a ton in college so far. Thank you for paying my way.
0: The Beckler
1: and Shauna Podcast. Got actually a couple more responses to that as well. Uh, Chris said, by the way, there is a brewing program at Old College, which I completely forgot about. That's a fairly new program. And I remember when I first heard that, I was like, oh, my God, I want to take that program, a brewing program. So you can then brew your own beer, maybe open your own brewery. That is my retirement plan, by the way, my dream. In fact, actually, I almost thought of it as a side hustle. I was like, do you think I could open a brewery as a side hustle? have that on top of radio that would be my ultimate dream but olds college the brewing program need to get on that tyler also messaged in and said that's waterloo is the spot in ontario for saint paddy's day he said ezra street i think is the name of it and yeah waterloo is absolutely insane i don't know if you've heard the stories the lore of waterloo but it is just known to be an insane party school a lot of engineers there too I always think with engineers, it's work hard, play hard. You know, they work their asses off, but they drink their faces off as well. So it's true. He then said, uh, yeah, he thinks that Ontario is just a different type of place for post-secondary education. We were talking about Hamilton. I went to visit my sister in Hamilton. She went to McMaster University there. And again, absolutely insane what goes down there for St. Patrick's Day. They have a whole walking street that you could just walk along with open beer, kind of like Vegas. It's amazing. There's just some insane college party towns in Ontario. It's true. And then Dave messaged in and said Camrose is also a college town. I did not know this. But he says it is a U of A campus out in Camrose. He said it was a Bible school prior to the U of A getting involved, however, so it was a dry campus until fairly recently. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that would be weird to me. A dry campus for college. I don't think that those two things would meld well for me. I've got to be honest. He says though, uh, probably not anymore. But I was like, ah, so that's the one place that you could send your kids and know that they actually won't get blackout drunk for four years straight. That's good to know. The Fangler and Shana podcast. What's well, the most important time on this radio program? It is the Friday morning pizza chat, brought to you by Atlas Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> A little Arcade Fire Rebellion Pies, they call that one. God, I love those songs. So I got thinking about the best pizza pop culture moments. And I was thinking about movies and the best scenes that involve pizza, the most iconic pizza moments. And there's one that, of course, immediately comes to mind, and I bet you it's the one that came to mind for you as well. It's the Home Alone pizza. There's been a couple of moments with pizza in Home Alone, but Home Alone and pizza, there is a huge iconic moment. Like, here's one of them, okay, when the pizza guy comes to the door... And of course he's using the uh, movie not his own voice but it's Little
0: Nero sir I have your pizza Leave it on that doorstep and get the hell out of here
1: Right okay so this is an iconic pizza moment the pizza of home alone and then at the end of course this famous line
0: Keep the change you filthy animal
1: Right like this where he's playing the movie and he's responding to Little Nero's pizza that is an iconic pizza moment is there anything that would possibly beat home alone and pizza when it comes to pop culture though i have a couple other honorable mentions to consider at least teenage mutant ninja turtles i mean the more i think about it they might even beat out home alone when you think of the ninja turtles you think pizza that delightful cartoonish pizza that looks so good to eat not to mention that from the movie actually there's a really deep phrase here that uh, i think we all should live by these are words truly to live by thanks to the tmnt
0: Wise man say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza.
1: That's beautiful. Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. That is an unbelievable saying that we all could live by. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and pizza, that's a huge one as well when it comes to pop culture pizza moments. And then this one, I know nobody will... Probably no except me, but in the the movie Eat, Pray, Love, which is a chick flick, and you've probably not watched it. Okay, I understand, but she does say this, which I think is a beautiful moment. I'm in love. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. So she is enjoying a, a most delicious pizza in Italy at this time, and she says, I'm in love, I'm having a relationship with my pizza. I feel like we can all relate, right? Like that right there, another great quote. There's a lot of good pop culture pizza moments now that you think about it, but... Just don't forget the wise words of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, okay? Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza.
0: Now here's the slice, it's alright. Oh, oh. Now here's the
1: crust, it's alright. Oh,
0: oh. It's just amazing. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: I've, I've been on a cleaning frenzy recently, and as I've been frantically cleaning, I came up with this idea. Now... I also feel like I've been chronically high on cleaning products for the past seven days. So if you hear this and you think it's really stupid, well, that's why. Okay, I've probably killed a few too many brain cells. But I was telling Beckler this. I think we may have to write some cleaning parody songs. But, okay, hear me out. I know, parodies to cleaning doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But instead of Bruce Springsteen, it's Bruce Spring Clean. And then we're going to alter a bunch of these songs to pertain to cleaning. So I'm working right now on Dustin in the Dark, but to the tune of Dancing in the Dark. Then, of course, Bruce Springsteen has the original song Dream Baby Dream. Well, that naturally goes to Clean Baby Clean. Uh, Tougher Than the Rest will be altered to Tougher Than the Rust. Bruce Springsteen also has a song called Racing in the Street, which will be parodied as Racing Home to Sweep. These are the thoughts that came through my head as I was high on cleaning products and cleaning for seven days straight. I was honestly cleaning for about four hours a day. So if this sounds insane, again, this is why, but I think we've got something here. Bruce Spring Clean a cleaning parody of Bruce Springsteen's songs. You may hear these next week. Get ready for it, okay? and Shana Podcast. But so we like to make fun of country lyrics occasionally on this radio program, and I love country, okay? I, it's not that we don't like the country genre. There's just something that happens with the lyrics, in particular with their expression of their love for trucks. So we keep getting sent these lyrics with ridiculous lyrics about trucks. It's essentially like not love stories written to women anymore, but it's dudes in country music and beyond, apparently, who like to write about relationships with their trucks. Well, Dan, friend of the show Dan, sent us in a new one. So here, I'm just going to let you have a little listen here. This is how this song begins. This one's called Trucks Gone Wild by Bez Believe and Bubba Sparks. Trucks gone wild, trucks gone wild go wild trucks going uh-huh. wild. trucks go trucks
0: go and slide and shake and bake like this was country Florida alligator.
1: I'm just gonna pause right there so he says I skate and slide and shake and bake like this was Talladega country trapified cracker Florida alligator okay so this is beautiful great lyrics I'm just gonna jump ahead here too Oh yeah. Those arcs were... Turn the mud park into the redneck yacht club. Well, oh, that is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Some of these lyrics are quite impressive when we're talking about trucks. But this is called Trucks Gone Wild. Not Chicks Gone Wild, but Trucks Gone Wild, talking about their love of trucks. Um, I'm a little concerned that once AI and self-driving vehicles come together, that men may not be interested in women at all anymore. Like these country artists and well, beyond, Bez Believe and Bubba Sparks as well now, uh, are all going to just... They're gonna get into relationships with their trucks, okay. Also, if I have to be honest, when I think of a truck gone wild, I, for some reason, envisioning this truck flashing us. I'm not sure how that's possible yet, flashing their headlights for some sort. But I just picture woo a truck being a woo girl out in a party somewhere in the mud, half naked. It's a weird visual. Weird visual.
0: The Beckler and Shauna Podcast Etymology with Shauna.
1: Got a couple etymologies for you quickly here. First of all, I said the word concierge the other day, and I was like, where does that come from? I mean, obviously, it's French, okay? But it's, it's funny, it's one of those words we didn't even attempt to anglicize, but it's been around for an extremely long time. Like, mid-16th century, it was used to reference the warden of a castle or a palace. But they think the word actually comes from the Latin conservus, which just means fellow slave. So when you say somebody, you know, talking to the concierge, you're saying talking to the fellow slave. So I don't know if that ruins that word for you or not. It's a very strange one. Uh, And then another one for you, blooper. So blooper actually comes from radio. And I didn't know this, but this was back in radio's early days. If you set a radio incorrectly, it would actually cause a feedback loop with other radio sets nearby. And it would cause this really irritating noise known as a bloop. And I guess that was an imitative word that was supposed to mimic the sound that these radios would make if this happened. So that was a whoopsie, obviously, if that happened. And then we adopted it for TV as well. But blooper actually comes from an annoying sound on the radio. So. There you go. Etymology
0: with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
1: Here's a TV trope for you. The fact that every single wizard in any TV show or movie or even video game, whatever, every single wizard has a long ass beard. Why? When did long ass beard become standard wizard attire? And I mean, a beard is one thing, but these wizard beards, they're they're comically long, right? Like, think of Gandalf or Dumbledore or uh, Merlin, okay? That cannot be a practical beard. You are going to trip over that beard. It's going to catch in a car door. If you try and barbecue, the beard is certainly lighting on fire. Like, what do wizards do when they want their beard out of the way? Do they put their beard in a ponytail? Seriously, I'm curious. Like, what if the wizard wants to go on a run? You you can't do that, right? That thing's going to trail behind you, and it's going to smack other runners in the face. Everybody's going to be angry. Trying to cook over an open range, it's going to be in the fire. Straight in the fire. How do you get a long beard out of the way? Do you do you braid it? If you're a wizard, you know, just braid that thing up a little bit, then throw it over your shoulder. I just picture a wizard tucking his beard in his pants like a dress shirt, just stuffing it in there. Excuse me. Well, just one second here. Yeah yeah and then his beard is trailing out of his shorts. Oh, no, no, I, I swear that's my beard, okay? Not an unruly forest of darkness next to my tree trunk down there. No, no.